We had a really fun interview for this week's main topic. We chatted with our new friend, Ryan, from Till I Die, which is a apres clothing lifestyle company based out of Killington, Vermont. I met Ryan a few weeks ago at a Ski Vermont event, hung out with him again at the Icon Pass event. We had really hit it off. Off, has great conversations. We kept that conversation going. We learned about his company. It was a great chat. It's pretty long, but we think you will all really enjoy it. So here's our interview with Ryan from Till I Die. Give it up. Welcome, Mr. Sugar Dunkerton, aka Ryan Orbone from Till I Die. Ryan, welcome. <laughs> 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 So Ryan, welcome so, yeah. to the show. We really no, appreciate you joining we, us. Go. You know what? I'm I'm happy to be here. Um, and I'm stoked because listen, we've been following each other for quite a while on the Instagrams, and uh, you know I've been following your podcast, and you know you guys are doing good things. And it was just a happy coincidence that uh, you know we got together and got to uh, actually meet in person at the uh, media day for Ski Vermont in New York City, and then subsequently the uh, Icon Pass event uh, the week after. Yes, it was very cool. And yeah, we appreciate the uh, the kind words and yeah, we've been following you for a while. And, you know, we have our uh, our cameras off now, but I was showing you, I'm rocking my I am awesome and I am the party till I die shirt from the Killington Cup last year from the yeah, Boston Yeah, that show. was the, the nice. custom shirt. That was the custom shirt we did for Killington last year. And that was... Um, that was that was a very cool opportunity for us to, you know, kind of showcase some of the... Uh, you know, we're, we're an opera centric brand, you know, and Killington kind of stepped in and they're like, would you be interested in doing these shirts? And, you know, my, uh, my whole thing was absolutely, could I do the design? And the fact that Killington was, uh, you know, allowed me to come up with the concept and step out a little bit from probably, you know, their comfort zone and, and get a little edgy with it, I thought was very cool. Cause that's, that's what the whole brand is. You know, we, we do push boundaries and, um, you know, some of our designs and, 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 uh, you know, our concepts are, are not standard operating procedure, I guess. I think, say. I think it's great that they went to you to, to do that because it seems like they've been very, very buttoned up, like, until now, like, and I think now they're, they're realizing they have to be something different than other places are. So it's good that they're embracing the Opry ski because I don't feel like they've truly embraced the Opry ski. It's been off site, you know, for, for the main part of all the time I've been there. And, uh, it's good to see that they're, you know, reaching out to somebody like you, like saying, Hey, let's, let's get some edginess. Let's get some, something different in there. Right. Yeah. And you know, I'll give Killington a lot of credit because you know, Killington's owned by Powder Corp and, um, you know, Powder lets them do, you know, a lot of, of what Killington, you know, is going to dictate. And they, in recent years, uh, have done a really nice job of kind of going with the movement of, of bringing the fun back to skiing. Because, I mean, listen, I'm only I'm only 34 years old. And damn, that's old. Uh, Sometimes I lie and I'm like, people ask me all the time, like, how old are you? Cause I've got a baby face and I'm like, oh, I'm 32, 30, maybe I'm 28. I, I don't know. <laughs> and because, well, here's the thing. No one wants to hear about a 34, 35 year old entrepreneur. They're like, 
Oh, that's kind of sad. Like, shouldn't you, shouldn't you have done something with your life already? <laughs> you <laughs> dude, dude, you passed your peak right now, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, dude, way past my peak. Way, way past my peak. <laughs> Always say 25. Just that's the given. Just 25. That's it. <laughs> just, I'm 20, 25. Never so. more. That's it. Um, but, you know, when I was a kid, before I could really enjoy it, that was skiing's heyday. That was Johnny Mosley, Nagano 98. It's when, you know, in, in, in the early to mid nineties was when skiing was awesome. Yeah. And then, you know, it, it kind of died out a little bit. And I, I listen, I'm, I'm sure you guys are aware of it. It was it cold war. We were going to get nuked by the Russians and we were like hiding. Like we couldn't ski out free. Yeah. Duck and cover, you know, <laughs> that, I mean, usually, actually, that's that's one of my my famous lines that I say to old people um, when they when they start giving me a hard time about whatever, and I just look at them and I'm like, "Yeah, what was the Cold War like?" <laughs> <laughs> and then sometimes they get it immediately, and other times it takes them a minute. Like, you old oh, yeah. bastard! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, threw a bunch of chips, war medals off the bridge. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> um, but no, it's like, I, I think in the last few years, um, skiing in general has, has enjoyed uh, a really fun revolution and bringing the energy and the excitement and the fun back to the entire industry. And, and you know, I know Killington gets a, a bad rap sometimes about you know, how big it is and, and, you know, what other people on the outside might consider corporate. But, you know, I'll tell you what, they're not. And, and I think they're, uh, they are embracing the the movement that skiing is is going through right now, and allowing me to be a part of it uh, is huge. Yeah, that's very cool to like it, you know embrace you like a, a young entrepreneur getting in there. Think about it, like some of these gears they've been around forever, and they don't have to do anything new. But what are the ones that you like to talk about? And like to go frequent. They're the ones that are like constantly evolving and, and changing. So it's, it's really good to see like they have that mentality, you know, or at least they're embracing it. It's very important. Well, that's one of the things we noticed too with this podcast is that, you know, we just started doing it. We didn't ask anyone's permission. We don't know anybody. We just did it because, you know, we didn't like anything that was out there. You know, everything is, you know, you go to like, now I love classic rock, but every ski slope you go to, it's all like, classic rock and it's like it, you know it's catering to the boomers and you know i get it that's that's your target demographic that's who's you know spending the big bucks but that's not gonna last forever and you know and who's making the changes who's kind of like getting ready to be that next generation that next push so that's why we kind of started doing this because again we didn't like what was out there which it kind of seems yeah. like with your company that's what you were doing too kind of you know bringing something to the table that you didn't think exists. Yep. No, hundred and, and you know, we are the next push we are the next generation. And, you know, even when, uh, you know, Brian, like for example, you know, we're at, at the media events, um, you know, for ski Vermont and icon and, and this, that, and the other thing that we're very involved in the industry. Um, you know, we are the next generation of what's going to carry the industry, you know, um, you know, for the next, you know, 10 to 15 years. And yeah. it's exciting and it's fun and it's cool. And, you know, we're finally in a position now where, you know, we can make the decisions and, um, you know, we are in the position to, to, you know, voice our opinions and, and actually dictate change and in a positive way. And, and it's, it's working it really, really truly is. So, um, you know, you know, we're right. The, the other side of it, it too is a little bit of a, of a scary 
outlook, right? So if we don't, if, if the younger generation doesn't step up, what is going to be left, right? You look at these ski clubs, like a lot of the ski clubs are aging out, ready to retire, like, or die off. You have this like big switch of like, not a lot of people that are in the thirties and forties, like even, you know, or twenties. And most of the people are in like fifties or sixties. And you're talking about like ski clubs that are just going to just poof out of existence when that older generation goes, unless they step up. Right. Well, and I, I actually think about that a lot. So it's like driving around and, and I'm on the road all the time. I, I live in Killington full time, but you know, I'm on the road quite a bit and you know, either I'm heading down, um, you know, through New York towards 87 and then shooting down to Manhattan from there, or, you know, I'm going through Ludlow to 91 to head down to Rhode Island or Connecticut in that direction. And you pass a lot of ski clubs. I think about it all yeah. the time. And you need to bring in a younger generation, which, you know, the industry by and large is trying to, not trying to, but are pricing out. I don't know if you guys saw, uh, I think unofficial networks announced it this week, you know, the, the 10 highest ticketed lift prices in the United States and Vail in, in Colorado, $210 a day for a lift pass. Wow, they raised another four year old can afford a $200 fucking $10 exactly. ticket. No one. Yeah. yeah. That's what, no well, that's the thing too. Like that's, I mean, that's why the whole, you know, the passes are so attractive too. And, you know, I guess do they, ha- does Epic have like a, like a twenties pass? Cause I know a lot of the resorts now, it's almost like it used to be like college, you're like 18 to yeah. 22, you're getting a discounted rate. Yep. Now they're yep. doing, it's like 18 to 29 because they really want to make sure that that, yeah, again, that next generation is, yeah. is going to, going to fall in love with the sport. Otherwise, again, they're in deep trouble. Well, and go the way of golf, kind of you know, that's a fear. It's like strategically, you know, you need to be a part of a pass mm. and you've got Epic pass icon paths. The other one, there's another third big one out there. The mountain collective. Is it, is that the mountain collective? Yeah. So you need to be associated with one of the three and that's an affordable option, but you're also putting in, um, you know, buy the passes to thousand plus dollars, right? And if you have a family, like if you have a family oh, of four oh, or five, yeah. forget about it. Not that I know of. Not that I don't know. <laughs> Not that you're buying lift tickets for. <laughs> yeah. I don't know you. I need I need a paternity test. <laughs> hey dad, I, I want to go skiing. And 23 and me does not count. <laughs> you know, funny story. My brother got one of those uh last last Christmas, right? My brother got one of those uh um like 23 and me tests. And he gets the results delivered on Christmas. I look at him. I'm like, hey, Kyle, what if these tests don't come back with what we think we are? It's just so outside of the spectrum that you were like a milkman kid. All right. You're going to ruin Christmas for all of us. Dude, only a true brother like, oh, that you can look at and be like, you're a fucking that. milkman kid. Sure. <laughs> It'll be a uh, happy Hanukkah, guys, or happy Kwanzaa. <laughs> yeah. Happy Kwanzaa, yeah. motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Chris, Chris, Mikwa, Kwanzaa, whatever one of those, whatever. That's right. But I'm like, that's, that's Kwanzaa, yeah, that's Hanukkah. Yeah. Are. So yeah, we're getting way off topic. So what did it come back? What did it come back as? Like I'm in suspense now. Was it good or like was oh, it no. what you yeah, thought? Yeah, no, it was or? fine. It was, it was, it was well within reason. <laughs> it was well because usually people are like, there's a little bit that they're like, holy shit, I had no idea. You know, like just different. You know, he was able to stay at dinner. 
You didn't kick him out? <laughs> no, no, we didn't boot him out of the family. But think about that. How many we just voted you out the ruined? family. We're like, oh, I want to know what our ancestry is. And then you get your ancestry back and you realize like you're either adopted or like, you know, someone had an affair and you're like, you know, you, you're really not related with your brothers and sisters. Like, think about that. Sometimes that could be a real positive though. Yeah. Like well, you have really like lousy family. You're like, why you start, am I so awesome? And you guys all suck. Now we know. Drinking. I knew there was a reason. <laughs> See, we're, we're Vikings. I can do the blood eagle now. I don't know. God all right. So getting a little bit back on topic. So what, what actually inspired you to start this company? I mean, that's kind of a loaded question. So there's like kind of two different stages of, 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 what originally was ski till I die. Um, so, you know, I worked in New York city nice. for a long time. Um, I worked in, in fashion. Um, I was a corporate guy for a decade and I remember I was, I was working at Macy's and this is back in 2010. I'm working at Macy's nice. and I'm sitting in my cubicle and I'm just, you're in Cuba city, right? And I hate it. Fucking Cuba and, City. Yeah. Oh, yep. of wind. There, were, there were mice running around. Like the <laughs> lunchroom was garbage. If you can make it, was, it there, you can make it anywhere. My job. And then the light above my desk goes out. Ah, nice. Did it do the flickering for a little while and fuck you up or just, just yeah, go out? Yeah. Yeah. It gave me a seizure. I had a <laughs> Well, no, dude, I kid you not. Like, and, and not necessarily at Macy's, but uh, at several different stages, like, I was under so much pressure. Um, you know, I was having panic attacks and I didn't know what those were. I thought I was having heart attacks at work. No, they were panic attacks. Yeah. Now I know what those are, but, um, (laughs) back in 2010, this is when like graphic keys were all the rage. Right. Yeah. And so me all at the time, G chatting because Macy's dad blocked that for for me yet. And we're G chatting and we're talking about doing our own thing and branching out. And, and go in our own direction. And we decided, let's start a graphic t-shirt company. And we both agree, this is a good concept. What are we going to call it? And, you know, my mentality was, I'm going to ski till I die. And nice. I mentioned that in the company's like, yeah, that's a great idea. And I'm like, yeah, that's a really good name. So we Google it. It didn't exist. The domain was available. The trademark was available. So we're like, sweet. Ski till I die. Four months later, I leave Macy's under the umbrella of I'm going to be an entrepreneur. And I did you do the whole fuck there, you guys I not, quit or did you yeah. do the proper thing? Uh no, I did it the right way. Um kind of I walked good. into HR. I kind of walked into HR though and I was like, "Listen, I'm not going to quit, but uh, I want you to fire me." the buyout kind of thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah basically like i love a severance package. leverage buyout exactly so but i walked out of the here's the kicker dude i was i was a 25 year old kid and i didn't know anything about anything and and you, you kind of think about like when you're in your 30s you wish you knew now what you knew at 25 when you're 25 you wish you knew then what you wished you knew when you were 20 and then so on and so forth. I thought I knew everything. The reality was I didn't know a thing. And Macy's tried to start this, this initial company. And, uh, I went in underfunded, uh, without the knowledge to, to be successful. And I didn't treat it as a real business. Um, I just thought it was cool to say like, Oh yeah. So let me ask you, did you get fucked? 
So did you get funding or was that all your own no, cash that you no, put up? No, I, I only had, at that point, I only had like $10,000 and I thought all that right. was enough to make it. It wasn't even <laughs> close. Fuck you guys. I got 10 grand, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> At 25, 10 grand seems like a lot, but no. So then like, so then obviously that failed the first time. And, and, you know, then I went back into the job market and, you know, my, um, my intention and, uh, you know, prerogative at that point was, okay, you know what, I'm going to go back, I'm going to hold different positions within fashion, and I'm going to learn as much about the industry as, as I can to actually make this successful. So I held one job where I was the director of operations for a uh, international golf brand. And, um, you know, I learned about logistics and I learned about uh, overseas uh, production. And I learned about, um, you know, backend, uh, P and L's. And so I learned that part of the business. Then I went to another high end fashion brand out of London and I learned about what it is to really run a retail business. I did that for a couple of years and then I ran, uh, ran the wholesale division for, you know, a huge denim company. And then I learned the whole side of the wholesale business. And at that point, I uh, like, I was, I was kind of on the verge of like, okay, I know enough. I've, I've, you know, achieved enough in, in, in my position where like I'm saving money. Um, you know, I can, I can, I can, you know, leave and, and actually do this. Um, so let me okay. ask you while you're doing all that, were you lining up like, uh, suppliers and like supply chain people. Cause that's kind of like oh, what, I don't know. Absolutely. I, right. I, you know, I, who's good and who's bad and yeah. you know. Yeah. And so I made the connections. I stayed very close to them. I, I, I developed and maintained very positive relationships. Relationships uh, are important, right? If people don't want right. to work with you or don't believe in what you're doing, then you're fucked. Yeah. You're just, you can get sidelines very easily. Yeah. And it's, yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's hard to, to build that trust with somebody where they're actually going to want to do business with you, but it's, 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 and it's so much easier, uh, to, to lose that trust. So that took a while, but you know, when you're good at what you do and, and, you know, you've got a good head on your shoulders and a vision and you're driven, people are going to believe it and want to be a part of it. And, and that's what I was doing the whole time. And, um, so, you know, to finish this elongated story, which I guess I didn't need to go into. All no, that's awesome. Things. No, you definitely did need to go into because uh, we want to know the background. That's great. So I, um, so, so the, the company I was working for, uh, in my last role as the, the wholesale, um, uh, director of wholesale, uh, they went into chapter 11 bankruptcy. And so I lost my job. And that was three and a half years ago. I lost my job on a Sunday and I was like, fuck, what am I going to do? And so a friend of mine had a, and I was shocked because I knew the business was bad, but I didn't realize how bad. And I got the call on a Sunday, like, uh, come in on Monday and pick up all your shit. And I was like, fuck. Yikes. And so that sucks balls, man. And I first, first phone call I made is my recruiter. Second phone call I made was to my friend who I knew had a house in the Hamptons. And I was like, Hey, listen, <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. So I, well, I just needed to get out the give fuck out of Dodge. And yeah. so, you know, I called her up and I'm like, listen, you know, can I, 
um, can I go hang out at the house for a couple of days? I just need to clear my head. Like, you know, I just lost my job. And she goes, of course you can. Here's the key code. Fucking go hang out. So I go sit on the beach in the Hamptons for a couple of days. And I start thinking about like, what, what's important? What am I going to do? And it just kind of came to me. And I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going all in on this. So I had saved a bunch of money. Um, I was, uh, in a position to buy a house up in Killington. And then I got a, a huge severance package from getting laid off. Sweet. And yeah. And so I took all that money and emptied my 401k and I put it all in to till I die. And I'm like, I'm see that's bull as fuck. You're like this. 401k gone. I'm in. It's all in. Yeah. You burn the ships at that point. Burning the ships. That's right. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, in all, in all seriousness, like till I die now is, is my retirement plan. Um, and so Sweet. I went all in on it and, uh, you know, fast forward, you know, this is three years later, I'm coming into my fourth winter. Um, you know, for the most part, um, you know, self-funded, uh, with a little help obviously, but, um, you know, we're doing good things. And I, I like to think that, you know, we've got a good reputation and, and uh, a good rapport with the industry and, and we're just, uh, you know, moving forward and, and doing it very, you know, staggered and strategic and, uh, you know, not getting too big, too fast, but, uh, you know, I don't want to, um, what's the word I'm looking for. I don't want to go overboard, you know, the vision that got to do go slowly, but surely I don't want to be a one hit wonder. You know what I mean? And that's one of the reasons why I've been yeah. so successful in, in building the business is because I do it very, I'm very structured in uh, mentally. That's yeah, you, that's you want staying power. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody can have can be a one hit wonder. It's you having that uh that legacy, that that being around for decades and people, you know, collecting your retro vintage shirts. Like that's you know, I'm I'm sure you've had that vision, that that kind of idea that you know down the road, people on eBay, you know, with the uh I am awesome and I'm the party shirt <laughs> for like a thousand bucks, right? <laughs> 20 years two, there's only 200 in circulation so get it while it's hot exactly <laughs> that's right but you want that to be around for a long time you want people to not just have the shirt you want them to have what the shirt means right like the the emotion that was went into the shirt like the the mantra for the shirt it's like you know want people to party and and have fun and ski and enjoy it and that's kind of that's kind of that right well, of course. I mean, so we've, we've gone through several different, like, you know, taglines, but like, how do we describe this brand? And, and, you know, dude, I'm scrolling through your Instagram right now. And it's like, it goes through the whole gambit and it's all awesome. You know? Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but like when it was ski till I die, when we first started, um, and I guess I didn't even get to the, to the part about, you know, dropping the ski off. We could talk about that later and just becoming till I die, which is all encompassing. But, um, you know, when we first started, you know, our tagline was retro look, vintage feel, die hard attitude, you know, nice. and that, that, that really defined what the brand was at that point. And, you know, we can evolve as a brand, you know, just as, as we, you know, grow as, as, as people and, and humans or, or whatever, but, uh, you know, and, and now what we've built it to is, you know, our tagline is, um, you know, opera, uh, opera inspired performance based. And so that kind of defines what the brand is and the mantra being do what you love, do it forever. And so have fun, basically have fun. Makes a lot of sense when you say it that way. 
and seeing what you guys are doing and yeah, your Instagram, your, your, all your, um, your clothes, your hats, everything. It, it definitely has that feel to it. And you can see it's all stemming for, it's all moving the same direction. You know, that brand vision is all in line. Well, and, and that's important too. And, and, you know, it's a, it's a cohesive statement is, is the point. And, um, you know, I, I think we, we speak to people, uh, you know, about their passion and, you know, wearing our gear and representing the brand, um, you know, kind of allows people to define what they love to do outside of, actually going skiing and buying a lift ticket or hiking up a mountain or mountain biking, whatever it is, right. uh, it's, it's more than just that kind of like what life is good did, you know, 15, 20 years ago, we're doing now in a more edgy way. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, plus you've lived it, you know, it's, it's, you, you know what it likes to be the person sitting in the fucking cube in death row waiting for the fucking light to go out above them. Like w- just waiting for that slip to say, Hey, you're fucking out of this place. And, and, you know, looking for a job, like you've been, you've sat in that seat. So you know what it's like. And then you know how, how it is to translate to somebody else that's maybe in that situation that doesn't even realize they're there yet. They think everything's rosy, everything's fun and great, but you know, someday it's going to hit you and maybe you're going to get it then, you know? Yeah. It's it's kind of like, you know what? The more I think about it, I guess the light going off above my cubicle was definitely That's freaking uh, awesome omen. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like a movie. Like, that's like an Aaron Sorkin movie right there. If they ever made a movie You're about till I die, and that would be one of the thing, like one of the details that, you know, Ridley Scott actually, you know, includes in the movie. <laughs> like that didn't happen. That's so cliche. It's like, no, it actually did happen. <laughs> Scott, I want Russell Crowe to play my older, like the older version of me. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's got to be directed by M. Light Shyamalan, like fucking ghost yeah, in yeah. the in the ceiling or something. Who would play a young? Who would play a young Ryan? Sure, uh, Justin Timberlake. You think Justin Timberlake? Um, <sighs> I think he's a lot older than you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> But that would be good. He could sing and dance. Like I'll take that. you got I'll some moves. That. Still young, still young. There you He's go. got some moves though. I gotta say, Brian did an Elvis kick one time. I fell on his ass. That was the best day in the fucking ski house. Well, now see, I think the problem is like I am at the age right now where I don't know any young stars. Like I don't know anybody. Like I still think like Britney Spears is like young, and she's like f- forty-five. It's gonna be one of the Jonas Brothers or one of the Hen- no, Hensley, they're all right? too. Like they're all yeah, they're, old. They're all old. No, they're, they are. They're like they're like yeah, they're aging. They're aging very quickly God too. Damn. Like I could not name one like tween or like twenty something celebrity. Where the fuck I, you going? Michaela Schifrin is like a, a child to me. That's yeah, like what I think of like starting. She's thinking about retirement. Good for God her. Damn. She's got better things to do. She's twenty four. Now, crazy. wouldn't isn't that nice having that option at twenty four though? Yeah, I guess so. I saw something I was watching. Uh, so with my t- with the twelve year old in the house, I'm watching ridiculousness now. And uh, <laughs> oh boy, Wait, is that a real show? Or are you just saying like it's ridiculous? Oh no, it's a re- that that show in MTV. It's the only show that they have that's maybe worth watching. It's like video oh, clips, right? It's like a Tosh point kind of rip off thing, isn't it? Tosh point oh, without like, dirtiness, you know, like, like people running into walls and shit. Oh, it's great. It's like it's YouTube awesome. clips, yeah. I, la- I can't stop laughing when people run into shit. I just like, I just start laughing. That's comedy gold right there. It's gold. But anyway, so we're watching this thing and they're, they're, they have like the special guest and he's like some motocross like 
champion and won like six years in a row. And uh, he's like 27. And <laughs> they're like, so you retired at 27. Like, what's that like? He's like, well, he did it for 10 years, like being that great. He's like, I started 16, like winning shit. I'm like, I never thought about it in that context, but I'm like, damn. So he did it for 10 years and he's like, I'm out. It's freaking awesome. You know, I, right? I, I think about that all the time, actually. Like, I would have loved to be a professional soccer player or like a pro skier or whatever, but like physically, I'm just not that gifted. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I can't run that much soccer. I mean, well, God bless, man. Wondered, I always wondered what it would like to be that good at something. And I'll tell you what, that's one of the things that really drives me to make sure till I die, it ends up being one of those brands that, you know, people talk about. They're like, what a success story because like, this is my, this is my opportunity to be that good at something, you know? That's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's a, that's a really, that's a great way to be looking at it too. And I guess that's also to that fuel you need in the morning. Like those like, like shitty mornings where like, I just want to lay in bed and do nothing, but to have like that vision that gets kind of like fire in there and that attitude, that's what gets you to those shitty times. Yeah, and I'll be honest yeah. with you. I want you to get there because I want to be invited to your 120 foot yacht with the extra boat yeah. out of the other side of it <laughs> and just hang out for a weekend. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> what you about the Dambles Aaron? I just want to hang out for a weekend. <laughs> Killington Dambles Aaron. Only it's lonely Dude, that'd be on fucking that great. yacht by yourself. <laughs> And uh, I'm going to need some, That's right. need some friends to come with me. <laughs> Dude, I want a heli ski fucking Killington with you. That'd be great. <laughs> no, Chopper's coming in. Which out. Put the yacht That's on a cool. flatbed and park it right in the freaking uh, K1 lot. Fuck yeah. But I mean, What's you know what? This, today? Is actually, well, this is actually a good segue, you know, because like, you know, <laughs> you're, you're starting a business. You're, you're trying your best to like do awesome things and you know there's people along the way and 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 throughout the the course of of you know the development of the brand and 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 everything else and and the growth that you're trying to do personally and professionally and you know some people get it and understand what you're going through and help you as much as they can right mm-hmm. and then there's other people that that don't understand what you're doing. And then they just, you know, try to. It's a stupid idea, man. Why are you doing that? I just buy my shirts at Costco. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Dude, uh, I I can, I have a lot of relatives. I got to say, none of my relatives follow me on fucking any social media. That's, that's a tell right there. Right. So you think about it, like who is in your corner, right? You got friends, you got people you meet that are like more in your corner than your close family sometimes. Right. It's just, that's how it happens. Yep. Well, I'm going to deal with that. A lot of people are jealous. There's a lot of haters out there, you know, people who never did anything, never took chances, just kind of, they sat in that cubicle. The light went out in their cubicle. They went and fucking fixed it and stayed there for 30 years. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Called the maintenance guy. <laughs> yeah. They brought their own goddamn after, light. After hours. Okay. People love but to it's... build their own coffins. That's what yeah. it is. No. And it's like, yeah. you know, dude, Killington, Yurt village. I'm there. Brian riding up in his, in his limo with the ski tracks on it. We got a whole thing set up. Like in my mind, it's all set up. We have the vision. We're just working on, it's like that South park with the uh, underpants gnomes. You know, it's like step one, like steel underpants. And it's like question mark, question mark, then profit. <laughs> that could be Thanksgiving with the little baby Jesus, like, uh, like whatever. You mean Christmas? I don't think baby Jesus was at Thanksgiving. <laughs> 
Um, I think baby Jesus is everywhere all the time. He's everywhere. Amazing. Ricky Bobby's is baby Jesus every 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 meal. I, I like the baby version the best. <laughs> That's right. Shut up, Chip. When here's your face, you can you can pray to Jesus, old Jesus, teenage Jesus. <laughs> but it's like you know you, you you understand very quickly who your allies are, who your friends are, who the people are who really, truly want you to succeed. And it's unfortunate because like, I don't know what this inherent. Uh, and you don't even look for it. It just, it, you just see it and you're just like, God well, damn. Just, like I didn't think I I'd see that. Why some people wouldn't want or root for other people's success, you know? Yeah. And there's a lot of again, shit out there. Like, it's a dark place they're coming from. That's really what yeah. it is. They've never done anything. No, that's they've... the humanitarian. That's the humanitarian aspect of you know what I'm doing. Like, it's it's really unfortunate how many friends I've lost because of what I've been doing for the last three and a half years. Really? Yeah. You know? Wow. Yeah. And and it just it sucks. It sucks because you know I, I don't know how many friends we I lost because like we don't keep in touch with those motherfuckers now <laughs> yeah it's like bye see ya just look ahead I mean, <laughs> i'm quick to move on but i'm not quick to forget you know what i mean like yeah you know I, oh, yeah. I can get over stuff really fast but i'll never forget like who was there and who wasn't when if and when we ever get to that point you know as a brand where you know i can actually uh you know give pe- give back to the people that were there for me I can't wait because that's what excites me the most too is is rewarding the people that help me get to the point where I really want uh, and you know very quickly and I'm sure you guys get it too like you're doing your own thing you fucking branched out you gave like let's go yeah I, I have a few people in my mind that when I have one of those days where I'm like you know I don't want to work on the website I don't want to do social media I think about them going oh you guys did a podcast that's so stupid why are you doing that and I'm yeah. like. I'm playing the. I'll show you why we're doing this. You know, because we have something to say. We have a fun opinion. We have a good time. We want to make this our life. You know, we want to be yeah. part of this. And uh, yeah, like those people. Again, they, they, you said it right. Like there are people out there who don't want to see you succeed. And you know what? Again, it must come from some deep-seated, you know, no, issues they're having it's like with an themselves. Inherent trait. It's an inherent trait in some people, and you just can't understand where it comes from. And that's all right. But you just got to move on and, and, you know, rules are bigger than they're building you out to be. And, and, uh, you know, you just kind of get past it and, and rise above it. And that's what the whole thing is. hundred percent. Yeah. And if you could at the end be like, Hey man, you know, how were you doing? And be like positive and friendly with them when you're in a place of success, that just shows that you can be a bigger person. And, you know, it's not about like revenge. It's about like, Hey man, I'm here. And you know what? You weren't with me. That's great. But I'm not, I'm not mad at you. Like you said, I'm not mad, but I'm not going to forget either. There's so much advice that I've gotten. You should do this. You know, it would be great if you did this. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, you haven't listened to a podcast in the long fucking time. <laughs> like if ever, yeah. and you're going to give me advice on what I should do with my pot. Like really dude, like, come on, man. Yeah, it's well, you know, who haven't done anything who always want to give you the most advice. And you know, I never, I never discount other people's ideas. I, I don't, but right. you know, some, good. I might give you than others. I call it my idea wall. You know what I mean? And so if someone, if someone throws an idea at me and I'm just kind of like, yeah, whatever, I tack it up on my idea wall. And it might not be the right idea for right now, but it might work later. But that's good. Yeah. (laughs) Well, so let me ask you about that. So like you come up with a lot of cool shirts, a lot of good techniques, a lot of like, so do you have like, is this kind of what you used to do? 
Well, like, you know, it, you, I get a lot of great inspiration from my friends and, um, you know, oh, we good. You know, do have a really solid core and, uh, and, and, and a great support structure behind me. And, um, dude, listen, people are creative and sometimes my idea is not the best one. And, and I come up with a lot of the concepts that we do and, you know, my color scheme and, um, you know, our entire assortment, um, you know, it's, it's my vision, but it's my vision with other people's input. You know, nice. I, I am very open to other people telling me ideas that they have and some are, some are dumb as fuck. Um, and some are like, <laughs> what? what hey, but you- as long as they're not afraid to come to you, right? I mean, that's the big you know, deal. Like, especially when you're talking fashion and like creativity, like you don't want to shoot anybody down to stop them from bringing it to you. Right. Never, never. Yeah. And that's the same thing with like when other people, a lot of people, and listen, I, I, I'm not a success story yet. You know what I mean? Um, oh, but, you are in my mind. I'm joking. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. But, uh, but no, it's like, you know, and then like, I, I take all these ideas and then I kind of put them together and I'm like, all right, this makes sense. And, you know, one of, one of the reasons why, uh, you know, we've been able to, you know, continue, you know, day to day as we have is I never get over assorted. You know, I only introduce two or three or maybe four new designs a year. I only do it in a couple new colorways. Um, but, you know, I take the best ideas and then I put them into production. Some work, some don't, but, you know. Uh, people are stoked when they're like, that was my idea. I'm like, sure. And, you know, then, you know, like, <laughs> this year we've got one that I didn't come up with. We've got a shirt uh, called, uh, you know, ask me about my din setting. And <laughs> that shirt is fucking fire. That is that shirt this year. As far as my wholesale orders went, that shirt outsold yard sale and outsold, outsold Shotsky. And wow. it's a brand like, yeah. And, and like, Almost doubled Shotsky. Wow. Shotsky has been Damn. one of my premier shirts for the last couple of years. And that so one is like, really that's cool. Someone yeah. else's idea, you know? Mm-hmm. So now where, um, so where do you guys do all your printing? Is it all done locally or cause you said you're basically, yeah, so I, try, I try to keep, I try to keep as many dollars stateside as I can. So nice. anything we do with a cotton blend, um, I source out of a company out of California. Um, and you know, it's a really comfy washes. Well, they fit right. Um, and then anything I do that's a performance layer, which is one of our core competencies, um, are the design aspect elements to the, the performance layers. Uh, I source out of a company from India and I have that relationship. Like we talked about earlier from my, uh, days working for that, that golf organization, uh, and overseas production. Um, oh, but nice. I have everything shipped. I have everything shipped to my production warehouse out of Rhode Island. And so they oh, do nice. all my printing, uh, all my tagging, it all comes in pre tagged So it's all private label as I get it. Um, and, but they do all my printing and sewing. And so I've got a great relationship with those guys. Um, they do a fantastic job. Um, in the 10 years or nine years I've been doing this, you know, they're the fourth, uh, print shop that I've worked with. And when you find one, you like, you fucking stick with them. Um, because they're, they're, they're hard to find. That's good. Well, oh, plus yeah. it's, so, it's about, about like, uh, so over, it's a good relationship over, too, right? It's, it's all about relationships. 
And the best part about owning your own business is you get to dictate who you work with and who you don't. If I don't like you, I'm not going to work with you. You right. know? Right. Um, but I try to keep as many dollars stateside as I can, obviously. And in order to be considered made in America, over 51% of the production um, needs to happen stateside. And so over 51% of the production that I do happens stateside. And so technically we're oh, nice. made in America, but on our, on our tags, it says either started in Honduras or started in India and it's always finished in America. So that's what our tags oh, say. Cool. And like, well, that's fair. That's like at least more honest than everybody else, right? Oh, dude, listen, I'm very transparent with my business. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't. A lot of people are very like shady. No, they're with very that. They're like about it. I don't. They say made in America and it's assembled in America or some bullshit. Yeah, it's looks like yeah. Apple. Yeah, designed in California, made in China. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which I guess I, is I, honest. Dude, I, I love the Adirondack yeah, no, chair. Honest, honest. Like, but um. But no, it's like I'm looking know, at like, the Adirondack uh, chair and I'm thinking about Brian's ski Adirondack chair. That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, I got a couple of those left. That's a, that's a, a, a design that's a couple of years old, but I have a few left. Yeah, I'm liking that's the road fine. closed one with the Jeep with the uh, the treads on there. Uh, I don't have any of the, I don't have any of those left. We might bring that back in a couple of years. That's like my dream vehicle. Is to have like yeah, a Wrangler dude. with the treads. Listen, if Jeep, if Jeep made a vehicle that could oh. tow my trailer around, I would have a Jeep. But Dude, they don't make an engine big enough boom. to tow my trailer. So there is a place. There's a place in Florida and a place in I think it's South Dakota. Well, they'll actually yeah. drop a Hemi into your Wrangler. I mean, of course. But I think of it's they drop a Hemi. I think it starts at like eighteen thousand dollars on top of the price of the Wrangler. Boom. But but they'll do the regular like uh, the six point four liter, or you can actually get the Hellcat engine. So if you want an eight hundred horsepower Wrangler, pretty sure that well, can you tow know your what? trailer. This is uh this is a good segue into talking about uh, you know one of our new partnerships that we just entered into. Um, oh nice! So like, well, so I've got this trailer. Have you guys seen it yet? I don't think so. No. We call it the SS stage trailer okay. that uh, the whole side drops down, the back drops down, pulls it up and down, and it basically opens up into a pop-up shop. And it's fucking spectacular. Oh, sweet. We drive it from mountain to mountain, or we do go to uh, you know surf competitions or, or skate events or music festivals, and you know we're, we're all over the place. I probably do 30 to 35 a year to, to kind of you know, emulate the brand and, and, and represent, you know, the personality of what we want to, uh, to, you know, embellish here. And, and so, you know, it's, it's just fun and cool. And, you know, we've got a fire pit, people make s'mores and, um, you know, there's a hammock inside. It's, it's just, it's awesome, but it's also very expensive to run it. And so I was looking mm. high and low and left and right for a sponsor for this thing because it's four sides it's a billboard. It's a, it's a, it's a rolling billboard and we've got a great social presence and, uh, and a really nice footprint. And I'm like, you know what, you know, we are at the place now where you can actually seek out a corporate sponsor for this. Nice. And yeah. I went, basically I needed, you know, a good chunk of change to keep this thing, make it fumble, uh, to continue with the trailer. Well, I ended up getting one and, and Swanee, America when they make gloves, they're a very, they're a very prominent glove manufacturer. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Um, and they make great, uh, they make great gloves. Well, Swanee st- 
stepped in and they're like, listen, we love what you're doing. Um, you know, we, we want to enter into this non-traditional marketing, um, you know, sphere. And, uh, you know, we opportunity to get in front of uh, a new target demographic, which you guys represent. And, um, you know, we'd like to uh, work with you this year. And so that was huge for us. And so we just signed on with them and they've got a new brand called Hudson Collective, which is like a, a younger, more fun kind of uh, basically an, an, an opera version of, of, of what Swanee is um, as far as gloves nice. go. And so we just signed on with them and, um, you know, we just rewrapped the trailer, which looks spectacular. And uh, we're very excited to, to move forward with those guys. And, um, you know, it's just it's just kind of a testament to, you know, where we are going as a brand and, you know, what other companies within the industry that are very established um, are, are taking us, you know, seriously and, uh, you know, willing to work with us. And, uh, you know, it's just... Uh, all the hard work is starting to finally pay off. And, uh, you know, it's just very exciting. It sounds like, it sounds like you're getting able, you're able to use your, your, you know, your savvy of like connecting with people, which is great. Well, it's one thing I've always been really good at. And, um, you know, just, I love people. I love working with people and I love connecting people. And, uh, nice. Got to play your strengths, you know? Well, you know, I, I never thought I could turn my personality into a business. You know what mm. I mean? And, and, and that's kind of what it is outside of, you know, the, the product that I have and, you know, what um, I do from a, uh, a tangible standpoint. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, it is, we talked about this earlier. It's about relationships and personality and, and dealing with people that you also want to deal with. And, uh, you know, finding other people that kind of, you know, agree with your vision and, and what you want to do. Yeah. yeah, it's not, that's not an easy thing to do either. You know, kind of go yeah. back to our initial conversation about how a lot of the, the ski industry tends to trend a little bit older and not big fans of new things coming in. So, you know, being a new player in here, you know, I guess that's, how was that just making that first initial push when you started this brand? Um, it was tough. Um, cause no one knew who I was. I wasn't an industry guy. Um, you know, I, I was always a big skier and, and, uh, um, you know, and, and I loved what I did, but you know, no one knew who I was. And so like when I'm knocking on doors for wholesale accounts, I'm getting literally a hundred no's for every yes I'd get. And, you know, when I'm approaching mountains about the idea of me coming and setting up shop, um, you know, most were, were, were very, um, you know, uh, defiant about the idea of me, you know, coming, uh, to do my thing. And, um, it, it, it was just about perseverance and kind of moving forward and not getting discouraged and realizing like, this is what you're going to have to do in order to move, uh, you know, move in a positive direction. Yeah. Yeah, you need some thick skin, right? Because you know, it's oh, easy you do. You do. If, if you if you take the no personally and just give up, then you know it's going to be a, a very short entrepreneurship. Yeah, no, you you need thick skin. It's it's very important to have that. Um, I think too, like I don't know, it's just, maybe it's just me, but it seems like the ski industry and like ski resorts and and everything, like while being a little bit old school um, and wanting to change to the to the new guard. 
like they're weary of, weary of doing it because they want to make sure they do it to the right people, you know? So having a presence in the industry, and this is what I found for like Brian and I is like, that's big to say that we've been doing it for like X amount of years. Like it's not, Hey, flash in the pan. Uh, Oh, you just started your company last month and you're marketing the shit out of something. You know what I mean? Like you've been around for a while. Like that mean you like, going the long haul means a lot to, to people in the, like in the establishment, you know? Oh, it absolutely does. It absolutely does. I mean, there's, there's shops that I was chasing around three, four years ago that I was dying to get into and they wouldn't give me the time of day. And now those shops are calling me to ask if they can carry my brand. Right. You know what I mean? That's gotta feel good. That's awesome. It, it does. It does feel good, but I don't take it personally. Like they're doing their due diligence. Like yeah. they don't want to develop a relationship and, 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 uh, invest in something that's not going to be around or, you know, that's like here and out in, in, you know, six months, you know what I mean? They right. want to work with someone that's reliable, can deliver on their promises and that they know is going to sell because people are, are, you know, in, intrigued and invested and, and stoked about you know, what you're doing. And that's gotta be big too. Cause I'm sure a lot of people have come to them and promised them the world, you know, like we've all, we've all dealt with those kind of salesmen who, uh, you promise you everything and they never deliver. So oh, I'm sure course. they've been burned too. And like, to Mario's point, you know, they're like, when a new company comes in, you kind of have to have that kind of, you know, be a bit skeptical of them because can they actually deliver? Can they do what they said they're going to? Because a lot of times people don't. And that kind of sours them to the next person who may be doing awesome, but is new. Well, no, that's absolutely right. And and listen, I'm even at that point at this, you know, at this juncture, because, you know, now we're the established brand relative and, you know, I've got a lot of other, you know, young, I'm sure every year you get somebody coming up saying we could do this better or cheaper or whatever, you know, you know, it's a lot of other companies that are, that are trying to, uh, you know, potentially, uh, you know, get involved in the industry. And, um, you know, it's like, Hey, we'd love to work with you, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, now I'm kind of seeing what the old guards saw. And I'm like, well, listen, <laughs> well, and, and, and now I understand where they're coming from because I don't necessarily want to associate with, you know, myself and my brand with another organization that, like you said, is maybe either a one hit wonder or they don't have their shit together or by working with them, I'm going to, you know, tarnish my brand image, um, you know, moving forward. So I've got to be very careful about that at this point. And I guess that's a testament to, you know, what we've been able to achieve in the last three, three and a half years, um, you know, that, that I do have to be careful about that, but I'm also very um, empathetic with, other up and coming businesses because I know what they've gone through and I've gone through that same thing very recently. Yeah. And I only ever want to see people succeed. Like, you know, we talked about it earlier. Some people don't have that trait where they want to see people succeed. I do. I love people's success and, you know, anything I could do to help other, you know, new businesses or, or podcasts or whatever it is succeed and, and, and do well, I want to help, but I also want to invest my time in something that's worthwhile. Yeah. That makes perfect right. sense. That's that fine balance. That's, that's so tricky is, to find. It is, it is. It is. And it's kind of like, you know, being, being in the position where 
you know, you're a good judge of character and, you know, you, you, you're able to position yourself where you can, you know, kind of decide and, and, uh, you know, decipher whether or not something is worth your time or not. Right. Yeah. And that's again, being a successful entrepreneur, that's, that's kind of that, uh, that line you have to tiptoe on. No, you absolutely do. You absolutely yeah. do. So I got another so. question for you. What made you choose Killington as your, your destination for your business? Well, I mean, a couple different things, you know, uh, one, one of the things is, is mildly self-serving. Um, and, and that is Killington is the largest East coast ski resort. Um, that's, that's not going anywhere. Um, you know, they, they, uh, invest a lot of, uh, capital into improvement structurally. And, and, you know, they got the new base lodge and, you know, they are invested in themselves. Um, but more than that, like I started skiing Killington when I was a junior in high school and I was in Ohio and I organized a ski trip, um, over Christmas break for uh, a bus of us Ohioans to come to Killington. Wow. Ohio to Killington to New York to back to Killington, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And so, so I organized it my junior high school and, um, it was fucking awesome. And I remember I was in like math class, like literally drawing out the entire mountain and the trail map. (laughs) Um, and just like so stoked to come to a real mountain. And so we did it my junior year. We did it again with one bus. Then my senior year, we had two buses full of people. And, uh, when I, when I got to Marist college, I went to Marist, uh, specifically because they had a ski team. Uh, Marist had two races a year in Killington. And so we used to we used to stay at the Clear River in Tavern, which is in uh, Pittsfield, um, about uh, you know ten twelve minutes away from the mountain. And um, we used to do two two weekends a year, and it was fucking awesome. And um, you know, nice. Killington just became like like my spot. And so then after I graduated, I went down to New York City. Um, you know, I started getting into the share house culture up here. After we did a couple New Year's parties, uh, where we'd rent a house for New Year's, and we looked at each other after you know three years of doing New Year's parties, we're like, "Dude, we can get a house up here for the year for what it costs us for the week for New Year's." Yes. So then we started doing the share house thing, and you know, then we learned about the entire share house culture that's you know prevalent up here, and got involved in that. And I did that for like eight years um, until I decided to move up here full time. Nice. Um, and it was just, it was really never a question of, of what was it going to be Killington or somewhere else. It was just a matter of when it was going to be Killington. Um, and, you know, back to, um, you know, the initial conversation of, of when, you know, I started till I die, knocked off the ski, got serious about the brand as a whole. Um, Killington was, was the only logical place for me to go because if I'm not, in a mountain town or a resort town like this, where, you know, you're skiing or mountain biking or hiking or, or doing the outdoor sports that we, um, you know, push out as, as what, you know, our whole mantra is of do what you love, do it forever. If I can't be here and do that, no one's going to take me seriously in New York city. If I'm doing this, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. 
hundred percent. That's kind of like our, our big dilemma right now is that we're, you know, I'm based in Jersey, Mario's in Florida. And that, that's been our biggest hindrance to this whole, this whole, uh, business is that <laughs> we're not based in a mountain town and it makes us look a bit, I wouldn't say stupid. I don't know if that's, that's, that's accurate. Uh, oh, we travel. Well, enough. you got we invited try. to the ski Vermont media day and the yeah. icon pass media day, right? I guess that's something, right? I gotta say, like my my mantra is like if we're able to travel and work and travel and do what we love and live where our family, that's like freaking great, and we can do it, you know. So, yeah, it's not like it's unreasonable to drive to Vermont from where we're, you know, from New Jersey. Yeah. It's not unreasonable at all. But uh, no, listen, when I lived in New York City, I did it every weekend, five hours up, five hours back, man, every fucking weekend. Yeah, yeah, you pretty much could like time your bladder. Like where you are on the throughway, right? Oh yeah, no. Listen, you know, piss at the um, yeah, at the the same place. Like, and it was just great. The new Baltimore rest area, right before you get to Albany. That's the one we'd always stop at. It had a Starbucks, and it had had to cross the highway, but that was the best one. They had 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 the uh, the chicken place too. That's really good. Roy Rogers. Yeah, Roy Rogers. I love those chicken fingers, man. Those are so damn good. With the fixins. Yeah, dude. Do you know how many? Do you? I would bring my own jar and put the pickles in them. Oh really? Right. I would put I would put their pickles in my own jar to drive and just eat pickles. I felt bad for whoever was driving with me. Yeah. <laughs> Those pickles are really good though. They're fucking delicious. They're, They're great. pickle sticks. Yeah. I, I mean they They're just charge sticks. So going to Killington, Cumberland Farms was the place. When we were at Mount Snow, it was like the freaking 7-Eleven on 100. That was the best place, man. You buy Kobe Bryant jersey or you could buy like bourbon, like whatever you wanted. Like yeah, all the the ones, it's a one-stop shop. It oh, really had it. fireworks, liquor, yeah, basketball <laughs> jerseys, like coffee, I don't know. whatever you need. <laughs> I don't know why they had it, but I was like, I'm, I'm just intrigued. I just got to buy that shit. It was also right. the, that was the stop. Like if you took that um, that New York City bus that stopped at all the big resorts in Vermont, oh, yeah, that's, that's right. where it stopped at Mount Snow. So like that was like this the massive gathering spot. So I guess they figured, you know, if people are going to need something for the weekend, we're going to be the place that has it. Dude, I couldn't stop laughing. It's like a full on Kobe Bryant jersey, like hundred bucks, boom, right there at a Seven Eleven. Yeah, where did you that get up? that? Mara, do, you, do you wear a lot of men's uh, names on the back of your shirts? I do not. <laughs> right, that's okay if you do. I'm not judging you, but I'm I do not. But it was hilarious. So that's why it was so funny. I was like, "Oh my god, who's going to wear that?" And then I'm like, "It's like an official jersey." I'm like, "Really? Yeah, it's great." What about what about Baker Baker touchdown Maker? <laughs> yeah. It was one of those things for me. I realized when I was like in my like 20s, I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to wear another man's name on my back, he better be older than me. <laughs> like, to wear, like, like, it's be like, like a legend well like i have like i still have like i'm a big pittsburgh penguins fan which i'm sure you probably hate being from ohio but like no, dude, I, I don't care i don't care whatever i was a big mario Go lemieux mario fan. lemieux yes that was like my guy so like i'd have like a lemieux jersey but like if there was a crosby jersey that's, I couldn't that's why it has me on the podcast because you know he likes mario on his back oh like, yeah there you go boom. ayo ayo <laughs> speaking of speaking of Mario, uh, this has nothing to do with you. I'm just going to segue into Johnny Mosley. Um, dude, I didn't get a chance to fucking hang out with uh, Johnny the other night, man. Yeah. Oh, really? Damn. Brian yeah, had all I the was, hookup right there. I, I, I was, was bummed. <laughs> I was too busy wasting his time asking him 
how to do a backflip. And like, dude, how, you grinding on him like on the dance floor or some shit like that. I believe you. Oh, dude, were I would outdance. I would outdance Johnny Mosley in a heartbeat. You should have a yeah, dance. Yeah, no, I, I know he just opened a new place in in Tahoe, and, and my graphics designer is actually out of Tahoe. And so I'm going to head out there. I think we there. Tahoe dance off Johnny Mosley. Yeah, no, I'm going to head out there later this season. And I'm going to call him out on social. And I'm like, Mosley, at Mosley's, 9 o'clock <laughs> Thursday. Fuck See you yeah. there. That's a legit <laughs> call out, man. That's legit. It's a dance off. Yeah, no, he was, uh, I, I was chatting about like, you know, I, I have this delusional vision about I, how I still at this advanced age want to learn how to do a backflip. Not necessarily on skis, nice. just any sort of backflip. Now I have, <laughs> I have zero like gymnastics or aerobic ability, but it's something I actually watched for a half a day YouTube videos of people teaching you how to do a backflip. So I was actually asking him because I had about two old fashions at that point. I'm like, okay, man. So what should I do to learn how to do a backflip? He's like, probably practice in water first. So, you know, what's funny about this conversation is like when you meet other people in the industry, whether it's like, you know, they're, they, they own the brand or, you know, they're part of a podcast or, you know, other industry people. And then you find out like, who's actually really fucking good at skiing. sucks. <laughs> Let me tell you who I, I don't know who really sucks. Although my boy Adam Jabber, I don't I've never skied with him before. I I, I want to give him a run for his money. Oh yeah. <laughs> nice. Um I know your your boys at Adam too, aren't you? I don't know. I don't think we know Adam. Nope. No, he's a good guy. You guys would like him. You guys would like him. But if Adam if Adam sucks at skiing, I wouldn't be shocked. However, <laughs> However, one of my buddies, one of my buddies, uh, his name's David Zorka, works for, uh, uh, he's actually the, the GM at New Schoolers, right? Okay. So we end up hanging out at um, the On Snow demo out at, uh, uh, where was it, uh, Copper last year, right? And it was the first time that Zorko and I had ever skied together. And I didn't know what to expect. And like, you know, I'm, I'm all right. You know, I can, I can, I can hold my own. But like, dude, I'm not a backflipper. Like, I can, yeah. do, I can do spins. I can do spins, but I don't go fucking inverted. It's not, my goal, <laughs> right? It's not. That's just not what I do. I'm like way fucking past that. I'm in my 30s. Like, no, I can't do it. You know, I can, I can spin for days, but I don't go inverted, right? But Zorko out of fucking nowhere throws a backy off of Boom. nothing. Boom. And he just like skiing right next to me, and I just look, and I'm like. Was that just a backflip, bro? <laughs> and he just kind of looked at me and nodded his head, like, "Yeah, what?" <laughs> yeah, just get getting warmed up, bro. <laughs> yeah, he kind of did it, and it was just kind of like, "All right, all right," kind of blew my mind a little bit. Like, good for you, dude. <laughs> yeah, fucking show off. <laughs> but it's kind of funny though. It's because, like, you know, just because we're in this industry doesn't, I guess, necessarily mean that like we're all gnarly skiers, right? I mean, some of us might suck. It's just, it's a love thing. You know, we were, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the, the Alba adventure folks. They do, uh, they do some like ski videos are based in New York city. We were interviewing them last night and you know, they're a, fa you know, they're a family. They have, you know, it's the, the mother and father. And then they have their two kids, both in their, um, one's 15, one's I think she's 11 or 12. Oh, wait, were they, at the, were they at the, the, the thing too, the ski Vermont thing too? I don't know. They were not there. They were at a, um, like a film festival, I think. They've been like to all these film festivals. They do these like short, you know, oh, five to good. ten minute films, and they're they're almost like creating like a family, like a family album, like videos collection 
of cool. all their adventures, all their trips. Okay. And they're, they're actually, they're based in Pico. So they're, they, they get a house there every year. And they're always there, and they, oh, they bounce around. Oh, that's how I know who they are. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah. They're, they're always a Pico. Actually, I'm follow, I follow them on Instagram. They're actually really good. Yeah, like them. yeah, yeah. They're they're really really yeah. Pretty they fun. were they were at a film festival in Montreal last weekend, and they went on I think right after the Level One movie, you know, after Romance. Yeah. And they're you know the guy goes up there and he's like he's like hey man he's like you know like we just watched these like ridiculous like the best some of the best skiers in the world he's like we suck compared to that but like we think we still have a story to tell though we hope you guys enjoy it and (laughs) but you know that was the thing like they have this story behind it that makes but that story was pretty freaking empowering it was good they do a great job telling these stories and having like a like a theme to it. They're almost like little mini Warren Miller movies, but they're around their family. And you know, again, they're not ripping off you know triple backflips or you know uh, outrunning avalanches down splines in Alaska. But there's there's something to it that still makes it compelling and enjoyable. Which no, and dude, and listen, I opera, and I've got a reputation for this. I opera more than I ski. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I ski for the camera. I ski on powder days. I ski on Wednesdays when no one's on the mountain, and you know I ski with pros. Like that's, that's sweet, it. nice. Yeah. That's the like way to do are, it. Those are the rules that you have to set for yourself. You know. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to get enough days in to be able to have those rules. Right now, I'm like, fuck, I'll ski with anyone. Well, we're actually. Well, here's what we're doing. Uh, we're starting. So you know how Killington has like the the hundred day club. Yeah. Yep. Where it's like you ski a hundred days, you get it like a hat and whatever, and like you get your picture taken, whatever. Well, we're starting the uh, the twenty one day club this year, uh, unofficially sponsored by uh, Till I Die, and uh, not sanctioned by Killington at all. So, <laughs> um, but what we're doing is, uh, if you get twenty one days uh, having a beer at the Umbrella Bar, then you get a hat from Till I Die. You get a uh, a picture on our Instagram, and and then you get a free beer. Nice. Yeah. So we will buy you a beer. Very now, nice. Now, what sort of uh, is there a third party that will be there to confirm the beer consumption? So uh, everyone's getting a punch card, and you got to keep your punch card on you. And when you go to Umbrella Bar, the uh, bartenders will have a little puncher, and they will punch your punch card. And so once you hit 21 days, I will have the banner and the hat ready for you. Um, nice. And, you know, sweet. We, uh, you know, also honor system. You know, it's, it's, it's on the honor system because we're all friends here. Right. <laughs> so I could pay somebody to get my punches for me and just show up the last thing. And be like, hey, what's up, bro? Listen, I'm at the umbrella bar every day. So I'll know if you're not there for 21 of them. Wait, is the umbrella bar actually open every day? No, that's why it's hard to get 21 days. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's not an easy thing. Which umbrella bar? The, the superstar the one, one, the one at K one. So this is the problem that everyone's like, "What about snowshed?" I'm like, the "No, two there's too many families yeah. snowshed. That's where the kids hang out." Ridiculous. I go to K1. Yeah, so it's yes. got to be a K one K one umbrella bar. That's the real one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a bigger one, and there's a fire pit there, and, and there's two of them. There's they open the second one once in a while, the overflow, right? Well, then they move no, no, that they one. Moved, to they moved that one down to snowshed. Well, I mean, listen, yeah, I, listen, I understand why they don't open it. Sometimes I, I say to myself, why is this not open? But most of the time, they're in the right. They're like, it's either too cold, which happens, or um, you know, there's not enough people for them to have two bars open at K one. You know what I mean? I like how they built out that lodge, though. Wait till the new one. Wait till you see it next year. It's going to be fire. 
Yeah, nice. I think it's going to be it's going to be like a giant peak lodge. That's sweet. How much do the lift tickets go up because of that? We're back to we're back to ticket prices. Yep. Uh oh. Oh, I don't even know what a day pass is at Killington. He gets them for free. I get a merchant. I get a merchant <laughs> season pass. Nice. nice. That's sweet. the way to do it. I get a merchant season pass. But if you guys come up to do a fam trip, like you know, we'll we'll, we'll get you some lift passes. Oh, cool. Well, there you go. That's very nice. Yeah, we try to get up there, you know, at least at least a dozen times. A dozen days worth at least up there. A dozen? So how are you going to make 21 days at Umbrella Bar if you're only here for 12? See, this mm-hmm. is the challenge. And, uh, you know, going back to the, the thing of having a corporate His job. His 20 is planned. There's a, having the corporate job that kind of drains your life forces. I'm planning for the 2020 <laughs> burning of the ships myself. So Well, and, and here's what I'll tell you, too, though. Um, it's like... It, leave your job, right? And you want to do this. Let's say you want to do this full time, right? If you think you need $30,000 to continue this, you need 90. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? <laughs> gotcha. Yep. So it's like triple what you think you need. And um, dude, it's not easy. Like, dude, there's, there's, there's weeks and months where I'm like fucking either eating ramen noodles or, you know, if, if I'm doing an event and I can't afford the hotel room, because I'm pinching pennies, I'll sleep in my fucking trailer. Nice. You know, That's why like, you got a nice trailer, though. It, it is a nice trailer, yeah. but you know, I'll sleep in the trailer. Uh, sure, I'll yeah. eat ramen noodles. Like you know, the sacrifices you have to make financially and, and personally. Like you know, I don't have a family. You know what I mean? I I, I have a very supportive girlfriend, um, but you know, I I don't have kids. I don't have a wife. I don't have a mortgage. Um, you know, there, there's certain things that I do that allow me to be successful in this position, um, you know, that, that a lot of other people, you know, might not have the, the luxury of, of being able to do. Yeah. yeah you, you did it at the right time. That's for sure. Cause once you have those things, there tends to be a lot more juggling required. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's harder to do. You can't necessarily, you know, you, you can't negotiate a lot of the same things that, that you're able to do it. Well, that's why you also have the ladies around to, to, you know, wear the gear, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, obviously, you know, it's, it's, it's important. Um, <laughs> yeah, did you guys, did you guys hear about our, our calendar that we're doing? No, I was actually going to ask you about that. Yeah. The uh, winter body calendar, right? Yeah. The winter body calendar. So now uh, the picture, it was all dudes that have their pants off. Well, <laughs> but the girls, the girls had their tops off. The girls had their tops off. Oh, okay. All right. So the, uh, you know, Sports Illustrated has the swimsuit issue. ESPN does the body issue. Well, now Till I Die is doing the winter body calendar. Uh, we've already got several submissions, which are hilarious and, <laughs> and amazing. <laughs> um, but no, we're doing a calendar of like, you know, funny and tasteful, um, obviously Instagram appropriate content. Um, and we're going to put a calendar together. And the, the winner of the calendar uh, is going to get a uh, white claw black cherry snowboard. God and damn, those things that. are great. That's, that's pretty fun. That's pretty awesome. It's pretty sweet. And then we're we're developing. Uh, you know, thank you to Justine, uh, who came out with this ski naked shirt. Um, and then we're going to uh, you know give ski naked shirts to anyone else that actually submits a uh, a photo into the contest. But isn't that nice. kind of an oxymoron? A ski naked shirt. Uh, yeah, I guess it is, but you can always yeah. cut nipple holes out of it. <laughs> there you go. That's where kind of that? my, that's my new thing. It's just nipple mm. holes. That's the bandana. That's the ski naked shirt. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Listen, it could be anything you want. You could wear it around your waist. You could like just <laughs> not wear it. 
Uh, you just like hold it off to the side like you're, you know, you're in a... Or go like Red Hot Chili Pepper style with the sock. Just do the sock, yeah. Just do the sock. There you go. Just wear it as a sock. It's a good look. It's for the All kids. Right. Don't they know about shrinkage? <laughs> I just got out of the pool. <laughs> <laughs> so now uh, we're rolling on about an hour and 20 minutes. I got one more question for you. Are there any dream collaborations that you have? I know you've done some stuff with Facet Skis and a few other companies, but is there any is there any other company that you would be like, oh my god, you're dying for the opportunity to work with them and and create this super product? That's such a loaded question. Um, Facet has been super supportive. I love those guys. As far as I'm concerned, you know, I've exclusively skied their skis for the last three years. Nice. Uh, They're the best best skis on the market. Wow. Um, Cool. You know, we, we work with a lot of other brands. You know, we, we've got a really good relationship with uh, Parlor Skis and Burn, uh, New Schoolers, which, you know, they're, they're not a, a, an apparel brand, but, uh, you know, we've got a really good relationship with Teton Gravity. God, who, who would be my dream collaboration? Louis Vuitton. Boom. No, I think it'd Louis be v- a lot of fun. Louis Vuitton Skis. You saw those, right? They came out <laughs> back in like uh, the spring. They're ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. There was like a Louis Vuitton pa- no, Louis Vuitton made a pair of skis. I think they were what, like, like ten thousand dollars. Of course, uh, something ridiculous. Um, who would be my dream collaboration? I'd really like to work with. I don't get starstruck very often. Growing up, Johnny Mosley was like my guy, kind of like Air Jordan. What Jordan did for the NBA, like that iconic, like him, you know, fucking dunking, like. That's Johnny Mosley doing the fucking Iron Cross 360 in 98 Nagato. Yeah, right. Like, I would love to fucking work with Mosley. I kind of feel bad for him in a way because, like, if he was around, if social media was around, I guess you could say, when he was in, in his prime, dude would have, like, 10 million fucking followers. Like, he was the guy. Yeah, he was on SNL. Like, he, was, he did a lot of stuff, but it was just, yeah, it was a little bit too soon. I think he hosted uh, Real World Road Rules at one point. I'd love to do Mosley. Lindsay Jacobellis, I think, is pretty awesome. I'd love to work with yeah, her. Yeah, pretty awesome. You know, and that's like you know, another another cool element. Just working with like, you know, sweet pros who like, you know, have, have kind of, you know, taken the sport and the industry to to different levels. How about um, Bodie Miller? Bodie's my, Bodie's my guy, man. Like, I Bodie's love that the guy. fucking man. He's um, been through a lot of shit. I love him. He has been through a lot of shit. And yeah. you know what? It's great. He's fucking persevered and yep. he's moved forward and he's done really good things for himself. I'll see a Bodie Miller and Lindsey Vaughn, like little bam, little, little Lindsay baby. Lindsey Vaughn would be cool. A, I super, think Lindsay's, Lindsay's, a super baby from them. Lindsey's probably cool, too, too cool for me. Yeah. She's, yeah. In the, she's in the hip area right now. She's so, like, yeah, dude. I mean, listen, you know, I didn't date Tiger. She's Will. in the mainstream right now. Um, she's probably too cool for me. Um, well, so Mario mentioned the Bodie Miller, Lindsey Vaughn. So we actually had, I think it was was <laughs> here a few months ago. We actually had a whole like a podcast episode about if we were going to make a skiing super baby, <laughs> who would the parents be? So oh, if you Bodie, be and like, Bodie and Lindsey, Bodie and <laughs> Lindsey done. But Bodie we were like, well, what if we, what about Michaela? You know, if there was Shaq in there. Somebody's got to listen, 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 <laughs> listen, Bodie and Lindsey is a super baby. All right. All due respect to Michaela. I think she's awesome. You know, she's done amazing things. If she doesn't retire this year, she'll fucking, you know, she'll, she'll overtake the, the total wins list or whatever. But uh, no, I think as a nation, we have to Bodie tell Miller Michaela and, Schiffer and who she has to be with because uh, she's got to have like a super baby. No, 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 no. 
Guys, I got a new one for you. <laughs> Bodie Miller, Peekaboo Street. Boom. Oh. Boom. It's Peekaboo, Peekaboo Street. Is she still fertile, though? Uh, don't care, don't know, but her name is Peekaboo, and that's fucking amazing. She's part of the Olympic program. They must have saved eggs. Don't worry about it. We had a whole like we're not worried about that. We had like a wild card thing where it's like, yeah, like what about Shaq and Michaela Schifrin? You know, like you're all like super athlete, or like Serena Williams and um, Ted Ligety. LeBron and Lindsey. Oh, Ted Ligety's my dude. Yeah, I love Ligety. Ligety and Michaela Schifrin. Is that too old? Too young? I don't know. That's a little gross. I don't know what. I don't know. It's definitely. It's a topic that can be debated. Yeah. Who can, who can win the Hanukkah? That's what I'm saying, right? <laughs> I wish we could come back to this conversation and do an entire another podcast and I want to be involved in it. I, I think, think we should. Mull it over. We'll have a celebrity death match kind of thing. Like this is the opposite. The this is like celebrity creating, creating people. Celebrity create people. match. That would yeah. be great. Celebrity create match. Darth Vader's going to be in there. White Walker you know and Lindsey Vaughn. Boom. Winner. I'm gonna, that's a really good question, Brian. You just asked me, by the way, about like who's my dream collaboration. Yeah. Um, I want to think about it again and come back and like re-record that because that's that's a really good question. No one's ever asked me. If you say Elton John, it's too topical. I'm just saying. Yeah, his new book, <laughs> Elton John's new book. If you want to feel uncomfortable, read some of that. Yeah. I want to work with Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> he is back. He's off anything. That guy on water. Uh, yeah, he turns he turns water into wine. Like he turns he turns snow into into you know Jägermeister slushies. Like yeah. <laughs> that's right. Johnny had the Iron Cross. Jesus had the wooden cross. Right. Damn. Oh wow, that got yeah. dark. Yeah. yeah. You're going to be at the Boston show, right? Yeah, dude, can't wait. We we've got a huge party on that Saturday night. Nice. Uh, it's a collaboration that we're doing with. Uh, First Chair Travel Co. Parlor Skis. It's at their HQ. Burn helmets till I die. Kukia bags. Um, oh, I, wow. I believe Gansett, Narragansett beer, and Whistle Pig are sponsoring. Whistle Pig. Uh, God damn. We're, we're showing uh, two movies. I know Dream Job is one of them, and it's been a real popular flick this year. So, uh, dude, that's going to be fucking awesome. We're only charging fifteen bucks for tickets for that, uh, and it's gonna. It, it, it's almost sold out already, but. Oh, wow. um, I've got a I've got a couple tickets left uh, for you guys. Don't worry. I right, oh, awesome. four. We got a pack of four. We're, we're crawling with. Yeah, we're def- we're gonna be up there. Uh, yeah, we'll be up there Thursday through Sunday. So we're we're really excited about we're it. Going, we're going bowling with New Hampshire. Like if that means anything, I don't yes. know what that's bowling? about. Ski Ski New Hampshire's got a bowling event on One Thursday. O'clock. One o'clock. Ooh, let's go. Shit. One Thir- o'clock. You might oh, get. I can't do that. I got to be at the show. God. It's a, on Thursday, eleven to one. All right, maybe it's maybe. It's early. Right. No one's gonna be you never count know. me. Listen, never count me out for anything. Right? <laughs> You're my plus one. I'm writing down right now. Plus one. Sweet. Sweet. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for taking the time. We really do appreciate it. Um it, it was- guys, I'm stoked this happened, man. Like, listen, it was uh the stars aligned. I'm I'm glad we actually got to meet in person. That was awesome. And uh no, I, I do appreciate you guys bringing me on. This is this is great, and uh, you know, hopefully, uh, people actually more than more than like six people actually listen to it. <laughs> Thanks again, and uh, yeah, I'll definitely see you, see you in a couple weeks. Yes, yeah, sounds good. All right, thanks, Ryan. Cheers, boys.